Then put your little hand in mine There ain't no hill or mountain we can't climb Welcome to Groundhog Minute, the podcast where we celebrate the 1993 classic Groundhog Day, one repetitive, repetitive minute at a time. I'm your host, Sean. And I'm your other host, Dave. And joining us today, we have special guest Johnny from Awesome Powers Minute. Welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to uh, relive the same minute over and over. <laughs> Welcome uh, to our hell. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. No, thank you for coming. Yeah, yeah. Thank you very much. We're, we're, we're so glad you could join us. And uh, we've asked you here today to talk about Minute 85. So, uh, Dave, slap the summary on us. All right. Well, in Minute 85, Larry wants to show nancy uh, the back of his van before rita asks where phil is and we learn uh he's already at the groundhog day festival and the movie decides the character assassinate larry minutes before the film's over so uh <laughs> that's where we start this is left field i'm just saying this is out of left field like we had no evidence of larry being creep and all of a sudden it they just like it just they just ramp it up <laughs> I, don't, I just don't like it because I feel like I watching this film minute by minute, I had a half decent bond with like like yeah like Larry he represents like the blue collar guy got put up with like you know like annoying like you know uh, 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 smarmy coworkers and stuff so you're like yeah a lot of things that Larry says and does is like yeah rightfully so and then all of a sudden they're just like oh yeah he's creeping on Nancy I'm like what do you want me what do you want me to do with this now you know. <laughs> Yeah, but I was you, agreeing. you relived the same moment, like the same day with him over and over again. Maybe he's just like creepy on normal days. You just saw him on the one day of the year that he's not a creep. I just, I don't know. I, I feel like we saw so many. I mean, we see, we saw Phil. We saw Phil being creepy. And I'm not saying that. And then we saw Rita, you know, get really uh, uppity on the, the world peace thing. So everyone's done at least one mistake in this bar i we've seen it i just uh yeah it's just kind of right near the end here we got like for like you know phil to be like really like oh wow philly's really phil's really redeemed it's like uh we gotta creep out larry a bit so i'm just a little i'm just a little bummed that's all that's <laughs> that's mostly what my notes are surrounding right now so of how maybe, creepy he is yeah so yeah. I'm, just, I'm gonna take a step back and just kind of just kind of sulk here for a little <laughs> bit I don't know. Yeah, I see. I was not surprised. I don't feel like anything in this minute is that far out of character from what we've seen. And we haven't seen a lot of Larry, uh, but I don't need he hasn't made the best impression, I'd say so far. And well, before we even get to the kind of creeping on Nancy, which I think is sort of the lesser of the two evils or the two sins that that larry perpetrates this minute there's like the fake out with the tip oh that, that he wants so you know when that's... nancy's looking he's putting two dollars down and then after she walks away he takes one dollar back yeah Rude. that's that's what pisses me off too <laughs> it's like oh no now he's now he's cheap too he's he's cheap he's creepy and like we get it like he works in a van but like there's no there is no right way to to say that and also, it's just like clearly, like you're having like a, yeah, a virtually one way conversation with Nancy. So it's like, no, she in no way wants to go to a private area with you right now. <laughs> Never like, go to the second like, location. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Never like, go to the second location. <laughs> yeah, and and yeah, that's at that. Yeah, oh, man. 
Yeah. So I'm assuming here. So what do you, like? What do you guys? How do you tip at the bar? I'm assuming here that Larry bought Nancy a drink, and he's tipping two dollars for two drinks, which is that's about right. You know, I I figure that's okay. Yeah. You're at. It's not like a you know wait service to your table. They're sitting at the bar. A buck a drink. That seems like a de- like if he left the two dollars there at the end. Like he that's that's not too bad. It's not. As a former server and bartender, I'm really mad about his tip choice. <laughs> <laughs> Because it's like, it depends on how cheap the drinks were mm-hmm. or like how like labor intensive they were to make too. It's like, if you're mixing some stuff, getting fancy for Nancy, then you got to tip a little bit more. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, I think it looks like what's in front of Larry is just a beer. Can't really see what Nancy's drinking, but yeah, if it's... If there's like fruit, if he's like, if there's muddling of fruit involved or anything like that, mm-hmm. then maybe you want to tip a little bit more yeah. if the like only, there's actual work involved. Yeah. The only person that really seems to have talked with the bartender is Phil. And I don't think he's really said is he wants more booze in it. And really, I think just the bartender gave Nancy the, the regular, which is uh, a glass of uh, murky water. <laughs> it's the same it thing he gave like. Rita. Originally. Her usual. Yeah. He just gives all the women just murky gray drinks. It's just so you can throw them on the guy that you're with. Maybe that's it. (laughs) Yeah. There's the drinks for drinking and the drinks for throwing. Yeah. (laughs) Don't waste the drinks for drinking. Yeah. This bartender knows all about the drinks for throwing. (laughs) Now, so is, is, is Nancy a local? I don't know if we've discussed this. She's like, you know, maybe this guy recognizes her. This is like her regular hangout. At least for at least for these evenings, yeah. I think yeah. I mean, like, what she work at the local dress shop, so yeah. I assume that. I mean, we've we've talked about Nancy before, and yeah, I I I I put her as a local woman who surprisingly doesn't have. We don't we don't see her with any female friends, mm-hmm. but she works in the town, and she always comes to the, the Groundhog Day festivals, and then reads the paper for the uh, the rest of the morning in the diner. Like that's that's what we see her do, and then later she just walks the streets, and she walked past. The movie theater going or coming from somewhere we're not sure right well that might have been hmm i don't remember what she was wearing then i wonder if that was going to or from this this banquet or this ball because because i just well i noticed here she's wearing the same thing that she was wearing back in um you know back when she was in phil's room i think it was like about a minute 40 or something well whenever that was she's, yeah. she's wearing the same dress she was wearing with phil back then I mean, geographically speaking, the hotel is about opposite of the of the town court from the movie theater. So she could be walking to she be walking to the theater by at this point, and then and then she ran into Bronco. <laughs> yeah, Bronco. Um, but no, you're right. I don't know. She had her she had her puff uh, white coat on, so I do not know what she had on uh, if she had this blue dress underneath it. I'm, I'm gonna have to assume, yeah. This is her evening wear that she always wears this evening dress in all in all timelines. Yeah. Yeah. I also had a question. Um, I think this is this is more for Dave. But Johnny, if, if you if you recall, you can certainly chime in the this is a different shirt that Larry's wearing under the sweater. Um, just thinking back to the, the first time everyone was in the bar. Um, earlier today on a different you know on a much earlier today 
I thought he had a green shirt because then Phil makes the joke of, you know, asks if his troop is selling cookies again this year. <laughs> thought that was like a Girl Scout green shirt. And like, this is looking gray to me. Is it just, are my eyes going or? Oh boy. I got to scroll back because I didn't think about that. Um, I mean, your eyes aren't going. It's like a blue gray. Okay. It's definitely not green. Yeah. Trying to imagine what a green shirt would look like under this strange sweater. Yeah, we're trying to slowly like reverse engineer what everyone packed <laughs> for this one day trip to Punxsutawney. No, you're right. It's definitely a slate green in minute freaking 17. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, by this time, I'm kind of curious where where is Nancy at this point? It's a shame we don't see her. Uh, I'm curious to see where would she be if because like right now, like they are sitting in the spots that that Larry and her are sitting in currently. Yeah. Because uh, the old man, I saw the old man with the red flower behind Larry. I saw him in minute seventeen. Yeah, well, and then the woman in oh, like oh, the, the black and blue that's yeah. behind Larry. She's there too. Good call. Uh, maybe this is a little later in the evening because it looks like there's hmm. looks like there's more people here, and maybe like like this is the the party has been going a bit. I don't know. Maybe because like maybe we were seven, minute seventeen back then. The, maybe the party was starting soon and he decided and then Phil decides to forego it and go back and read more Hustler <laughs> <laughs> yeah that must be it hmm. um, so yeah so what other what other things am I cheesed off with with, with the Larry character assassination here um, <laughs> alright so yeah so so you know, he says yeah I'll follow you in and I'm sure Nancy's like great I gotta I really gotta get rid of this guy um and then when they and they, so that's what Nancy says. And when they meet Rita, you know, Nancy turns around. Is, is this is this a is this a camaraderie of ladies where she's like, Rita, help me? Okay, let me see her facial expression because let me. I'm gonna scrub through it and let's see. Do some faces, yeah. Let's do facial. Okay, I just I, what? Okay, he could have approached that line about the back of my van so much more smoothly. I just think about that a lot. It's like, would you like to go see some of the like the news equipment? <laughs> I don't okay, know. Yeah. Maybe that's still like innuendo esque, but it's also like, hey, here's something cool that's a part of my job mm-hmm. that you might find interesting. Instead of like, hey, you want to check out the back of the van? No, no, no one does. Yeah, no one in the history of pickup lines in the whole world has ever agreed to that. Probably. Yeah. No. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing ever comes great from. Hey, can you come to the back of my van now? If you can, uh, we can hold on for ten seconds. We need to give uh, George and John. Uh, a minute to uh, make a, a van joke about me and my mustache. If you can just uh-huh. minute of silence here. <laughs> I was really funny, guys. Thanks. All right, good one, good one. Yeah, yeah. I, I was thinking about that when when you just mentioned it, I, I, and I was trying to think of how you, yeah, how you just deliver that line and not come off like a, a you know stalker at best, serial killer at worst. And I think you, <laughs> I think you nailed it, Johnny. That the key is. Don't mention the van. No. Just, you, there's no smooth way to say, let's go see my van. Yeah, no. You just, yeah, you want to see the cameras. You want to see the special effects stuff. You just, you want to see TV, you know, behind the scenes. And then surprise her <laughs> with the van. <laughs> Be like, just kidding. It's actually in the van. Uh, didn't mention that part, but we're here now. Yeah. We're, yeah, we're, it's just, it's right here, right inside my creepy van. <laughs> Okay, so the facial expressions. Yep. She looks at him like she's going to kill him for like point 
zero five seconds. So at like probably like twenty twenty two twenty one twenty two seconds in, she's just like f- huge frown of like why are you introducing me to this person? Mm-hmm. And then it turns into like super super happy because she's like great now i can talk to somebody else but it's like fake happy it's like let me divert from the situation that's happening and hopefully i'll get out of it by pandering to this person now and yeah it's great do you know how many times that happens in real life at bars specifically (laughs) it's never that never happens right all the time. No, it does happen. Yeah, watching Annie McDowell's face frame by frame, it really is like almost watching a documentary of like like what she's thinking per second. And it is. It really is something. The smile, the eyebrows, and then it's like it drops back to Larry. Mm-hmm. And then it's like her shoulders slouch a bit like, oh, God. Like, Larry, would you want me to be a witness to this or something? I don't want to be involved <laughs> with this. Leave this poor woman alone. Yeah. Well, I wonder what the d- direction was. Uh, Ramus didn't have too much to add uh, f- for these minutes this week on the di- the director's commentary, but she seems going talking about you know Rita. She seems like general genuinely happy to see Larry, and not like not just oh I'm in this strange town and I see one of the only two other people that I know, but like specifically like oh great there's Larry. Which I'm, I don't, I, I, you know, I just have trouble imagining that anyone would give that look to Larry. <laughs> All right. I, I mean, once again, I'm not denying Larry did these actions. I'm not saying he didn't. <laughs> yeah. There is factual evidence. I'm just saying I don't like the script decided to do this now, but it did it and it's happened and it exists. And there's nothing I can do about it. Nothing you can do about it. So. I, I, uh, but at least Rita has not seen Larry say, would you like to check my van out? He hasn't seen him do the, the tip pullback. Mm-hmm. So right now, and it says she's only known him for about as much as she's known Phil. So, and they probably had a really nice day since Phil did a really nice monologue at the Gobbler's Knob. So, you know, like she's generally happy to see her coworker because today was a good day. And like he did his job, Phil did his job. You know, she managed it. It's it's good. And then, and then I don't know. Like maybe the, the other the other thing that Rita's face is telling me is that I mean she says like where's Phil, but it's kind of like she's obviously very intrigued because of what Phil did today. Mm-hmm. And it's it's this it's uh, and it's also this weird. I'm not saying hint of like like the word loneliness sounds way too strong here. But it definitely seems like she sees them two run off and then her eyes kind of linger like, what's going on? Like, 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 uh, something, something like where she, it's like she's interested in Phil, but because Phil was doing, you know, was being selfless and nice today rather than like, you know, creepy, let's build a snowman kind of Phil. <laughs> I guess I would say like more longing. <laughs> longing, in her that's voice, a good word. And in her um, expression, because she's like, man, I wish he was here kind of thing yeah okay that's it well yeah she and she definitely there's yeah confusion i would put in there as well like just uh just get like what what the heck is going on here like from you know what little she knows of phil um she's kind of just like what what the heck you know well and how does one of the things i've been wondering is 
a lot of these people seem to know Phil, and I'm not exactly sure how or why. True. So let and and, and talking specifically about this, so yeah, Rita's kind of like says to Larry, "Where's Phil?" And then Nancy says, "Phil Connors." I think he's already in there. How does Nancy know who Phil Connors is? That's a good. I'm, I mean, like, and I, I, yeah. I mean, I have a, a a theory or a possible explanation, but I'd like to get you know, what do you, you folks? What are your what's your take on it? Well, I mean, he's not a complete stranger, like just a random citizen. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's just his job. Like his, imp- his his monologue at the Gobbler's Knob left an impression? Yeah. Could be, yeah. Because we, well, we know, we know Nancy doesn't know him from Pittsburgh. She doesn't recognize him from television. And she wouldn't remember the evenings they spent together. Mm. I don't know. Like, I yeah, I... I I don't know if if the speech would would she have heard that? Obviously, when we see when he gives the 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 speech this morning and talking about Chekhov and the long winter and everything, we see all the mics. Kind of everyone's really in the immediate press area. Everyone's sort of looking at him, and the cameras are on him, and, and all the mics are pointed towards him. But I don't know from like Nancy, kind of people that are further out in the crowd. Although maybe maybe they have picked up because this. I guess was after, yeah, so that was all after. They pull out the groundhog, they give the proclamation, six more weeks of winter, and then kind of maybe, like, I guess the crowd's probably thinking, oh, things are going to kind of shut down, everyone's going to disperse, and then all of a sudden they notice, wait, this guy's still talking, and everyone close to him is paying attention, so let me lean in. Maybe he, that just kind of stood out where the larger crowd started to say, well, who's this guy who's still talking, even though the whole thing's kind of over? Okay, I got an idea. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. I was thinking, I was like, I was like, yeah, what, what ways he, could he run into Nancy and it's and, and be, Phil being a good Phil, not like, you know, she runs a dress shop, right? Maybe Phil goes there and he helps, maybe because he's already asked in a previous, in a previous day, what um uh Fred and is it Debbie? Yeah, Fred. He and already Debbie. knows Debbie's measurements, and he goes up to Nancy. He says, "He says, hey, uh, if I put like a thousand bucks down right now, can you get? Can you like uh, alter uh, and make a nice like wedding dress for this for this bill?" And he's like, "I'm trying to help this couple get married." And maybe that Nancy goes like, "Oh wow, he was really cost, you know, a really good customer, and he." He was uh, he was very attentive, and then and he told me that he was going to help Debbie and and uh, and Fred get married today. So that's what I'm thinking is that uh, you know maybe Debbie didn't have a great dress on, but now she does. She's got this great white dress that we see uh, once we get in a minute. They're actually once the once the like the camera starts panning, you can see Fred and Debbie are right under the camera as it pans. So I'm thinking maybe that's the white dress that Nancy uh, helped put together. And I also just looked up the uh, population estimate for Puxitani. Uh It's small, so I'm originally from a small town, and word travels incredibly fast. Mm-hmm. So Nancy probably heard from somebody else, too, of, like, good deeds, even if it wasn't, like, the dress scenario. Like, people talk, and it's a dress shop, so ladies talk even more. So, ladies be talking. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> 
talking all yeah, maybe him. maybe Doris stopped by and oh yeah, was talking about her her this great customer. That's true. Yeah, something. Phil could have done. Yeah, he could have done a nice deed to the diner that we don't know. Yeah, impressed. Uh, impressed. Uh, what, yeah. Phil, what you said, what was what's her name? Phil? Is it Phyllis? Doris, Doris, the waitress. Doris, the waitress. That's because we know Doris. she's gonna she's gonna recognize mm-hmm. Phil later, so we know that she knows him by name. Um, yeah, things get around. The one, well, what I had imagined is that maybe he gave a speech earlier, and I like so I'm just kind of putting together because one thing we're gonna see is that this. So this is the. Um, the actually the Groundhog Day banquet. I mean, we see them every. There's a band playing. They're dancing. It's more of a a ball kind of thing. When I hear banquet, I think of like food, yeah, which we don't see. So I, I wonder if there was a buffet. There was like a dinner portion earlier because then actually we we also saw, I don't think we see it this week, but earlier we saw a sign in the bar for the the Groundhog banquet tonight, and it said seven to midnight. Well. Well, check this out. Okay, so we know Buster went, goes to the German restaurant and chokes on the food. We know that. Mm-hmm. But yes. look at second 45. You do see Yellow Table with, like, punch, and it looks like cake on the left. Okay. So, so yeah, so my thinking food. is maybe there was, like, an earlier... Oh, yeah, so there's desserts and stuff. So maybe there was an earlier portion um, where there were, like, maybe some speeches given before the band starts playing and everyone gets rowdy and dancey and everything. And maybe off of the great speech he gave that morning, they call Phil up to give a speech at that point. And maybe that's where Nancy knows Phil from. Yeah, because this could be a, 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 a what's it called? What's the word I'm looking for? A, um, not cylinderic, sli, sli, uh, cyclic, cyclical, cyclical thing where it's like the inner circle. It says on the banner, inner circle. So mm-hmm. the inner circle has this banquet. And probably collect some proceeds. Part of it obviously goes to pay the hotel for catering it. But you know, and then that that pocket goes into the funds for next year's Groundhog Day events. And it, you know, mm-hmm. so it's like the banquet funds itself in a way, and 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 then helps the inner circle make sure they have good cages and uh, food for Phil, and you know, keep the top hats all prepped. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But so there's going to be, yeah, just a lot of, uh, and not just Nancy, we'll see more of that coming up, of, of people, um, a lot more people seem to know Phil than should know Phil. Well, that's what that's what stinks, but, that we got cheated out of that. He goes, I run some errands, and he saves the kid, and then fix the tire, and that's really it. We don't get to see him do all the other things. We know, obviously, oh, he saves Buster, we know that. Yeah. Um so then, so the, the the minute switches over to to the banquet, and we see we get an overhead shot where we see folks dancing, the band's playing. It's like an up tempo swing type music. I mean, it truly and, seems really fun, and I want to go to a party like this. Yeah, well, and I'm surprised, like the number of people that are dancing. Like this is a very, you know, they're maybe they don't have a the, they're not the best dancers. They don't have the most rhythm, but at least they're out there. Mm-hmm. You know, at least they're giving it a shot. Yeah, everyone, yeah, everyone's dancing. Everyone's if they're not dancing, they're at least chatting and mingling and smiling. So everyone's everyone's having a good time. Yeah. 
Yeah, all I know is I, you know, I, I go at you know a wedding or some kind of any kind of function where there's a dance floor and, and a band, and it's like you know there's a couple people that'll get up and you kind of gotta beg and cajole and drag people on, but not these not these punksatonians. Maybe we no. they go crazy. We They're not a party. It's a wedding. Yeah, we gotta go. We gotta see if they party like this in real life. That's see, so yeah. I, me and Sean have been talking about that. I think that's we're at the door. Go to yeah, either go to the uh, go to both. I don't know, real punks Tony and the wood and the Woodstock, Illinois, to, a take on punks and Tony. I'm sure they do a some kind of banquet or dance hall or something. Yeah, I and love so this. We... I love. By the way, I have to say, I I love the quilt. I love that quilt in <laughs> in the entrance. Oh my gosh, that, that... Per- perfectly Amishly quilt. It's so funny. They probably have like. What this is a hotel, but is there like a community center in this town? Maybe like the hotel function is as a community center, and they have like a quilting bee. Oh yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, <laughs> all the grandmas in Punxsutawney come out and quilt. Yeah, and I'm sure, th- and I'm sure if no in the inner circle, they got their hands in that too. It's like the art festival, and it goes. <laughs> some goes to the arts council, and some goes to the inner circle. I didn't it's even. Just... I didn't even. See, I was scrubbed through again, and it's kind. <laughs> He's got a groundhog on it. It's got a groundhog, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it yeah. has to, but like, it's still very silly. I want that quilt. Yeah, it, it it reminds me of like all the quilts I see if I go out to Lancaster. It just like it's some two or three images repeated, and uh, yeah, it's, and it's like it's really heavy and woolly, and somebody buys it for you for for uh, for the winter, and then you go, that's it, and you lie on the couch and you watch Netflix. I, yep. <laughs> Yeah, there's actually a pretty good look of it. It's around second forty-eight, forty-nine, um, where the camera we start with an overhead shot of the dancers, and then it pans over to the entrance. And well, first we see the big banner over the the entryway that says "Welcome to Punxsutawney Inner Circle Groundhog Day Festival Banquet," and then we see that kind of the entry area and the quilt with the nine squares with the alternating kind of green square and then a white um, groundhog on a white background. And then it pulls in close and we see uh, Phil and, or not Phil, we see uh, Larry and Nancy and Rita kind of enter in. Second 48 left third of the screen. Check out that nineties mullet. Oh, there's yeah. Oh God, <laughs> that's a that's a that's some serious '90s mullet right there. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, I see him. I'm really oh, yeah. glad that that mullets aren't a thing. I curse Billy Ray Cyrus for that. Mm-hmm. It's his fault. Cyrus. And he's from my hometown, so like I blame my hometown too. Oh, <laughs> uh, what an achy breaky heart he had. Yeah, I mean, this is the early 90s in uh, West Central Pennsylvania, so there's just a lot of bad hair yeah. all around. I don't know, we can't. It's accurate. didn't know any better. It's accurate. Yeah, like, I can't say it's not accurate. It's yeah. definitely accurate. Uh, what do you call Larry's uh, dance move? What do you call that? I have a name for it. What do you call it? Oh, the thing where he's like... What? Uh, what is he doing? <laughs> I call it soup stirring. <laughs> stirring the soup. He's stirring soup. That is like... Put a, like a ladle in his hand, and it's 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 it. It's, it's, uh, yeah, how about, how about he's stirring the soup? Uh, need need the bread because he's like punching it. <laughs> need the bread, yeah. Oh my god! 
So I was thinking he sh- he's shaking the, the bag of popcorn, the microwave popcorn bag. That's what it is. He's shaking the popcorn. I love it. You got to get all the kernels popped. Yeah, exactly. Pop, you got to shake pop, it. Pop. But how can you go from pop all those kernels to like put the armor on the lady? Like you can't do that. Like no. 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 <laughs> no? That's, 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 the, that's the third. That's the. Uh... He's out. Third strike. That- he's out. <laughs> That's the third time he denied me before the crow calls. <laughs> Larry, you will deny me three times before the crow. And that's it. That's what Larry does. He goes, and then I creepily put my hand, lowers his eyes just Swear enough to-, to catch the shadow in his eyes. Okay, sockets. I was going to say, did you stop it at, at 57 seconds? Because I am, and it's the creepiest thing. Yeah. <laughs> Larry. It's Oh, yeah. He's like, yeah, got it. <laughs> I guess that's is that is that gonna be it? Is that is that is that the the, the, the screen cap for this minute? That's his legacy. Then, yeah. Follow the frames. Follow the frames. Fifty seven, fifty eight. He looks at Rita again. She doesn't want any part of this. Ooh, her her like disgust with his arm being there, and he's yeah. like, yeah, and then she's like, nope, bye. <laughs> and then the the he's got it's a little bit of like a like a is there a tongue is there a tongue curl he's got going? yeah that's Come gross on. that's gross like like chris <laughs> elliott earned his paycheck and it's and and he has a beautiful daughter so he did something right but god wait so with larry or no chris elliott or chris elliott i need to make sure we okay. separate actor from like character for a moment like i need yes, to like yes. i need to like to take like a nice like okay chris elliott He's a fine comedic actor. He's, he's earned his paycheck in this film. Mm-hmm. No one's d- doubting that. And it's like no. we he, all love Chris Elliott. And he did a and, and yeah, and he did, he did something right because his, his daughter. I really enjoyed her on SNL, and she's gorgeous. She has none of her father's looks. So <laughs> so great. The the, the 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 lineage of the Elliots are fine. <laughs> but, Wait, who's his daughter? Uh, I think her name is Casey Elliott. I believe. I think her and name she's is, on Saturday Night Live. Well, well, not now, but about mm, seven eight years ago. See, I'm thinking about things that I've seen him in, and I feel like he's been creepy in multiple things. I mean, yeah, no, he... he like, they typecasted he, him after that a little yeah, bit. You know, yes, he he's very good at that. I'll find her name. It's, 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 it's... Yeah, I should have read that up earlier. All right, it's Elliot. Okay, good. Oh, I forgot about his... Abby everybody. Elliot. What? Abby Elliot. That's her name. Abby Elliot. I had just watched... Like, in the last month, I've seen his episodes of Everybody Loves Raymond. I completely forgot about that because he's like a weird, detached comic book collector nerd. Was he, he was he creepy on that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But in like a naive, like I don't talk to people way. I mean, yeah. Chris Elliott. See, yeah. He did a, you know, uh, something about Mary, you know, cabin boy kind of played a, yeah, play, obviously played a goofball. Uh, scary movie. Everyone remembers some scary movie of him playing mm-hmm. the creepy guy with the arm. He like, yeah. like really leaned into it. Um, Snow Day. He was fun. He got to, he he, he oh, leaned yeah. into it. And he played the the garbage man, which is uh, originally a Pete and Pete movie that they they changed. I love that uh, movie. That is fun. He's in Manhunter, but I don't remember what he was in Manhunter. I like that movie too. Huh. Uh, but yeah, it's like no, yeah, his daughter Abby Elliott. She, she's gorgeous so like as i said he, he did something right but anyway back to larry and just back to larry. this is yeah like i said like it's just everything you can do wrong 
everything they tell you, uh, don't do this to a woman, don't do that to a woman, don't do this to a woman. He's like, what if I did all three within three seconds? <laughs> what if I did all three? And I'm like, well, congratulations, scumbag. Complete scumbag. Great job. Great job, Larry. Because it's, it's just every facial eye twitch. And then he raises his head up high as if it's a, an achievement. It's like, man, really? Really? You're really... Just, just, just red zone. Just really drop the ball and being a decent ooh, human being there, Larry. Ooh, I just now saw that he looked at her boobs. Yep, that too. That too. Ah, God. But the <laughs> thing is, Rita gaze. is witnessing all this too. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. And he looked at her. He looked at her as a witness. He made her watch. That's gross. Bye, Larry. This is your swan song. Bye. See, this, see, this is what I'm saying, Sean. <laughs> this is what pisses me off. They didn't need to do this. They could have made him a dope. They could have easily made him a dope, a blue collar dope, and and Nancy could have passed on him, and 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 that's it. And like, and nobody would have been hurt. But clearly, there are hurt things here. <laughs> clearly, happening. you're hurt by this. I am very hurt. I, I. <laughs> It's I just saying, like he was a relatable guy for ninety percent of this film, and then the last minute, and I just, I just this, like when I was doing the summaries for these minutes, it really was just like I was like I can't <laughs> think about Phil and Rita right now because I know Larry's being creepy right now <laughs> to Nancy or to some other woman in this hall, and I, it just bugs me. It bugs me so much that like I, I, I literally I would be the I would be in the documentary like I. I knew Larry for years. I didn't know he would do <laughs> such a thing. Like that's yeah. that's on the Netflix documentary of like to catch a creepy cameraman. I'm just like, I didn't know. <laughs> it's like Dave podcaster. I I watched I watched Groundhog Day. I didn't know he was a he was a bad guy. I thought he was just a regular mm. cameraman. What you what they didn't know <laughs> was Larry was a creep. Well, I wonder just to to kind of explain why. Why would they do this Why to do our beloved Larry? I wonder if they felt the need to kind of balance out the comedy now that now that Phil's getting good and Phil's being serious and Phil isn't going to be as funny for the rest of the movie. Maybe maybe they kind of felt pressure. Well, then we kind of got to then we're going to turn Larry into a caricature just to kind of balance out to kind of keep the movie light. Maybe. What I think what pisses me off now is that I feel like Phil should know this. And if anything, that means that Phil should have like earlier in these days talked to Larry and was like and like I said, we never and we that's what he is. We never hear that answer if Larry has kids, if he's married or not. I'm I I guess not. I don't know. I mean he could be married and you know, make it There's, even worse. Ew. Yeah, exactly. I think, no, I think at this point we're we're I think we should stick with Larry's single. Yeah. Fine. Larry's Larry's single creeping. And and I and it just yeah now it's just like well why does Phil get to go on the day I feel like Phil should have had a sit down with Larry and really discussed hey like I've because because like Phil could be like you know I uh, I treated some women pretty poorly in my past and I think you know you gotta not do that and then he and then, and then somewhere <laughs> yeah, somewhere not do that yeah like like have him reach out with Larry with over a cup of coffee and they could just talk and then Larry would be like you know and then and Phil could tell him. <laughs> All this sage advice, and hopefully Larry would would improve from that. deleted scene. No, I'm just kidding. Deleted scene. There's another. <laughs> yeah, I want that delete. Well, I want that deleted scene, but then also I want an alternate ending where it's the nine Larry creep. You can make him dopey. I'm not saying you know he can't be a dope. He's a blue collar dope, and that's fine. And and nobody would be upset. Just I, this creep thing just latches on to me, and then I have to sit with it. I have to sit with this now. <laughs> 
It's like it's like a betrayal. That's what it feels like. I, I, that's most of my notes because I don't want to get I don't want to get into the band and Phil yet. We got to hold off on that. Um, All right. That, that's 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 tomorrow's uh, dialogues. So we just got to stick here with this final frame of Larry. Just <laughs> man, are you real proud of yourself, Larry? You proud? He's, he's pretty proud. At this point, he seems proud, yeah. but, you know. Uh, all right, so, well, so that's all I had yep. for Minute 85. I don't know, Johnny, anything else you, uh, Mostly you about feel you need to add? Mostly about him being creepy and cheap. Yeah. Those are most of my notes. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, any, so, so the tips on picking up, you know, trying to pick someone up at a bar. Don't be creepy. Yeah. Don't be cheap. Don't talk about your van. Yeah, yeah. I, I tell you. I went, the standard. I went, I went to a block. I went to a date, you know, and and, and she seemed a nice. Date. And, then you, and then you go, oh my god, no, I went, no, no, up. Oh, sorry, Gordy's got to wait a little bit longer. So I go on this blind date. Well, not blind date, but the online date thing. You go to the date, and it was at this uh, at this bar in Philly. She recommends. I said, okay, mm-hmm. I'll go. We go in, and and uh, with the worst part is I didn't know the bars, uh, the stool. If you spun the stool, it goes up and down. I didn't know that. So like I'm like like a foot lower than her, and I'm just like, <laughs> oh, I got I'm like playing with my stool. Like oh, I didn't know, I didn't know these stools were self adjusted. Okay, so I stood up, and uh, and I said I'm not a big beer drinker. I'm more of a liquor guy. So like I'm trying to like, and it's and in Philly because Philly has these dumb liquor laws. You they had this place was like essentially you went over to a fridge and then you bought your beer and then you sat and drank it. Um, and so I'm sitting with her, and I realized like. The only two topics that she was talking about was like work events where she would go out and drink and then like her Netflix. And that was it. Like I couldn't pull any hobbies at her, like what anything she was reading. And then when I brought up like audible audiobooks and podcasts, like she wasn't interested. And I was, you know, it's one of those things you realize like this isn't, this is just interesting. So I think we both kind of realize we'll finish our beer and the date will be over. Like it's like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, what happens is, is then, then like a bunch of runners come in and, and it turns out it was some kind of deal that, like, if you went in this, you were in this group and you went running, you went to this bar afterwards and you got, like, I don't know, I guess uh, a discount on liquor. And then they had, like, certain food set away for the runners. So now the bar is filled with, like, a hundred just sweaty people <laughs> running. Yeah. And, so, and, and uh, yeah, like, one guy, like, leaned over and got his nice arm, like, all over my shirt. I was what? like, oh, it's, it's all sweat smeared. Yeah, now you're just, like... <laughs> okay, well now the germophobia is kicking in, and I want to just get out of well, here. Well, generally that bar probably sponsored those runners too. That's it, generally it, what happens. It did, and it did a great job of uh, just no whatever like no mood there was left in that <laughs> that date. It was like, oh, it's, this, this is dead. This is a DOA. This is a DOA. We gotta get. Out. And so it's like goodbye, hello, oh, goodbye. All right, I'll see you. No, you're not. And you, you know you're saying it, but no one's believing it with themselves saying, "I'll see it." No, you're not. No, you're not. We're gonna. I'm going to call it here. So, you know, uh, long story short, you got to know. You got to know when the date's just not working out. You know? You just got to know. Don't push. Don't. Yeah, and that's a, that's that's the lesson I learned. Also, runners, man. You know? Like, <laughs> God. Like, what if I was just there yeah. having a drink? Then I would be like, oh, no. I wanted the, the place to smell like a locker room. Thank you. That's great atmosphere. <laughs> Ugh. Running culture. <laughs> All right. Um... So thank you, Johnny, for being on the show with us today. Thank you. And uh, we want to uh, we want to have you uh, let our listeners know where they can hear more of you. Yeah, um, you can go listen to 
the Austin Powers Minute. Um, you can search it on iTunes. I have the whole um, International Man of Mystery completed if you want to go back and listen to the whole thing. And you can follow me on Twitter at Austin Powers Min. And uh, yeah, I'm working on the Spy Who Shagged Me right now. Nice. Nice. Looking forward to that. All right. And so that is it for us. Thank you, Johnny, for joining us. Thank you, Dave, for, for stopping by. Thank you, listeners, for listening. And we will see you tomorrow, if there is one. You want to see my van? <laughs> no. That's fair. That's fair. That's a good answer. Good answer. <laughs>